his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So thanks, everybody, for making it a, here, for making it a great Mardi Gras, everybody on the streets, for making it a great Mardi Gras. And, and, and you know, Ronald Surpass said that in relation to the text that we got about an early Mardi Gras, meaning fewer spring breakers, more family-oriented, uh, family older, calmer crowd. And maybe that had something to do with it, but I thought it was perfect. I mean, everything was just perfect. Yep. That's yeah, after the Saints take on. And we were talking, I don't know if you heard or not, but we were talking to some people we met on a neutral ground on St. Charles Avenue, four of them from Kansas City. And they were celebrating their Chiefs' victory. They watched the Super Bowl here and celebrated and told them they were going to be here next year when the Saints were taking on the Chiefs. So, yeah. Well, you got to, right? What else are you going to do? If you don't hope for that, why even play the season? If you're not, you know what, uh, Jeff Nowak joins us right now, WWL. Exactly. The Saints uh, sideline reporter, Jeff, if your goal right now is to not win the Super Bowl, why even put on the helmet? Am I right? Yeah, I mean, you got to at least hold out hope, right? There's steps, right? You win the division, then you win a couple games of the playoffs, then you worry about the rest. But, yeah, I mean, if you're going to this season saying, hey, it doesn't matter, then why bother, right? Right. Why why even get dressed? Why even do it? So, yeah, let's talk about the Saints and their new offensive coordinator. Yeah, so it sounds like that, you know, we're getting close to official announcements. The deal is official. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see, get to see something today regarding an official announcement for the Saints. They're hiring Clint Kubiak as their offensive coordinator. Uh, he was the passing game specialist with the Vikings. We talked about it extensively. If you don't know who Clint Kubiak is by now, it's you know, it's I'd be very surprised. Well, but wait, just, you know what? We've been waiting on this. Let me give Sorry. you a timeout here, Jeff. Let me use one of my allotted times out. And Tim, keep right. track of this. I have two left during the interview. Okay, I'm using one here. Uh, well, actually, it's going to be a challenge, so maybe I'll get it back. Anyway, I think with Mardi Gras and everything, Jeff, maybe a lot of people don't know about um, Clint Kubiak. So give us a little background on him, please, if you can. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'm just saying because we had to wait until after the Super Bowl to get it done. That's why we've kind of been in this holding pattern, whereas the news officially came or originally came out like two weeks ago, and we've kind of just been waiting. But, yeah, Clint Kubiak is a passing game specialist with the 49ers. He's a younger guy, but it is interesting because he's been in the NFL as a coach for 10 years. I think he's 36, and he's been in the NFL coaching for 10 years. He's Gary Kubiak's son. Uh, obviously, people probably remember the name Gary Kubiak, you know, Super Bowl winning head coach, big, uh, you know, really kind of credited with modernizing a lot of a lot of the run games around the NFL. Um, you know, he spent time with Kyle Shanahan, but he's been on four different teams in four years, which is kind of interesting. Uh, you know, that he was on Mike Zimmer's staff with the Vikings as the offensive coordinator. That was a big thing for me as I wanted to see someone get in there who had offensive coordinator experience, who had called plays, and he does have that. 
It wasn't a particularly great tenure. They went eight and nine that year, but the offense was solid. You looked at him play, or getting a good season out of Kirk Cousins, who I consider a similar quarterback to Derek Carr. So I think that worked in his favor. He went out to Denver, um, you know, was the quarterback's coach under Nathaniel Hackett. The Russell Wilson experience didn't particularly go well there, obviously. Uh, that staff got fired. So it's not like he got fired. It's the, like the head coach got fired, and then they clean house. So that's two years in a row that happened to him. Then he went out to San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan this year. And as you've seen around the NFL, there's a lot of teams who are trying to pick pieces off, pick you know, snap some branches off that Kyle Shanahan tree and plant it in their own backyard. And that's what the Saints are doing this year. Uh, in, the, in large part with Clint Kubiak. But uh, there are also some other ties. He goes back to Texas A&M. Dennis Allen has a lot of ties to Texas A&M. Obviously, he's from Houston. Uh, and the other interesting thing to me is he was a safety as a player, which, you know, typically you'll see players go into coaching and stay on the side of the ball they played on. But he quickly transitioned to the offensive side of the ball. And I don't know, maybe that Maybe that gives him some talking points with Dennis Allen, who was also a safety at Texas A&M, mm-hmm. uh, to, to kind of work in his favor. But I do think that's an interesting dynamic with your, <clears throat> with your offensive coordinator. <clears throat> excuse me, with your offensive coordinator understanding the defensive side of the ball that way. Um, I, Derek Carr was not involved in this. I guess he didn't have a, a right of. Uh, Deny, what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, he didn't get to put the kibosh on a deal, nor did he have to approve it. But I would imagine at some point they, they wanted to make sure that they were compatible and all that stuff. Yeah, so I, I think there was some confusion because uh, in Mickey Loomis's end-of-year press conference, he was asked whether Derek would have some say in the offensive coordinator process. And he kind of he kind of framed it from the front office perspective. If they're not asking for approval or they're not asking their players to have input in the hiring process and all that that said you know there is some process to which Derek sat down with Dennis Allen and he he answered a bunch of questions I think he talked about this on a podcast recently where he answered questions about candidates and what he thought about them and all that and so it's so far as him having the decision in his hands of like oh okay I don't like this guy I don't want to hire this guy it's not really that it's more so just here's feedback from Derek on these guys. Here's feedback from Derek on how these offensive systems operated and how he feels about them. And that all kind of works into the, the process, but his, his input was taken. And I think that's important because whoever you brought in as the offensive coordinator, didn't matter who it was, they were going to have a very specific mission on day one, which is figure out Derek Carr and figure out a way to get Derek Carr playing more consistently at the level that you saw him playing at in the final six, eight weeks of this past season, Uh, because that's not going to be, and you know, I wouldn't say easy, but it's not going to be a simple task because, you know, when, for example, when Clint took over as the offensive coordinator with the Vikings, he had been there as the quarterback's coach. He knew Kirk cousins implicitly prior to having to call plays for Mm -hmm. him. And he's not going to have that luxury this year it, it sounds, and sounds we, we know a couple names that he's going to have on his staff one is Andrew Janoko who was his quarterbacks coach in Minnesota he spent the last two seasons with the Bears uh, on Luke Getze's staff that whole staff got fired or the offensive coordinator got fired in the, the clean house underneath them so that opened some uh, some opportunities up there so there's some familiarity with Janoko and it sounds like they're going to hire offensive line coach John Benton who's you know a long time you know coach in the NFL and 
it, he kind of comes from the same ilk of Clancy Barone, who is the really the lone position coach on offense that's sticking around. So it's going to be interesting to see how that staff comes together. I expect that to happen pretty quickly. I don't think they're going to – I think they have a pretty strong list of names that they're going to be working through here pretty quickly. So what what does the Saints' offensive transformation look like? What, what, what can we expect to see next year that we didn't see this year? Now, that's good. That's a good question. And that's I, why and I, don't I asked think we it, know Jeff. the answer to that yet because my, my question is, okay, how much of the influence are you going to bring in from Minnesota, from Denver, from the 49ers? And I think the hope is that he was able to pick the brain of Kyle Shanahan and really kind of understand the Kyle Shanahan schemes that have become so popular and so and are so effective mm-hmm. and bring them to new Orleans. Uh, but you don't know it's, you know, you can go back and watch how the Vikings played and you can see how they used Justin Jefferson in that offense and all those other playmakers. They had Dalvin cook. Right. But I think the, the goal is that you can, you can incorporate a lot of these tenants from the 49ers offense with a lot of these unique motions very compressed formations. They use a fullback, but they use them in ways that is, are creative. And I think, you know, you look at Kyle Juszczyk on the, on the 49ers, who's a very popular name. I believe he was an all-pro this year. Uh, and I think you could look at Taysom Hill and say, hey, how can, we, how can we use Taysom Hill in these ways? So I think what I think Kubiak needs to do with the Saints is find ways to unlock the run game with Alvin Kamara. You're going to see a lot more wide zone. You're going to see, you know, do you bring in a – some athletic linemen who, who might better suit that. I don't know. Um, and you're going to, I think you're going to get the ball out of Derek's hands faster. You're going to see a lot more quick game. You're going to see a lot more uh, misdirection, you know, get making the defense wrong, I think is a good way to put it. You know, like you're going to, you're going to give the quarterback options and he's going to make those decisions quick and attack the defense where they're not leveraged. And I just don't think you saw enough of that this past season. You saw it in spurts. You saw the offense be effective. But there were there were a lot of games this last season where it just seemed like you went into it and it's the first plan didn't work and like okay what's next and they just didn't have an answer um, and so that's what I'm hoping to see and again you, it's just a younger, uh, fresher set of eyes than you've seen on this offense in two decades almost right like you haven't really revamped this system since Sean showed up in 2006 so you know this is going to be it, it's tough because I'd like to sit here and tell you well this is what it's going to look like this is what it's going to look like. I, I don't know exactly what it's going to look like because it's it's going to be a seat change in that regard. And that's that's what I was thinking about because you did have no changes since Sean Payton was here with Drew Brees and the, and the cast of characters is completely different. So now we'll take a break. We'll pick it up. We come back. How does everybody get to know each other? Derek Carr's 32 years old. How open is he to getting coached by a guy that's 36, although his elder, I get that, but, you know, pretty much same generation. And, and I guess you got to, it's not just, uh, is it about mindset? Is it about looks? It, we'll, we'll go a little bit deeper into this. Jeff Nowak, we come back, WWL Saint sideline reporter. We'll also talk about the draft and everything else. If you have any questions or comments, 504-260-1870. I'll pass them along. Jeff Nowak, our guest, WWL Saints sideline reporter. The Saints are set to hire Clint Kubiak. We might hear about that. We might hear about that today officially as a new offensive coordinator. Tommy Tucker back in a flash. WWL. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. 
Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Got a false start there, 926. Talking to Jeff Nowak, WWL Saints sideline reporter. Jeff, if there is any doubt that you're a member of the WWL family, and I don't think there was, somebody wanted to know what Jeff Nowak did for Mardi Gras. So I'll ask, what did Jeff Nowak do for Mardi Gras yesterday? Uh, I was actually at Gallier Hall. I have a I have a, a connection there. I was able to get in, and get into get into some of the boxes out there in front. That's, we go there every uh, Fat Tuesday, so I was out there. I have a very distinctive sunburn that I get every year because I wear the same shirt every year. So that it's, it's basically my test to see how how uh, strict I have to be with myself after Mardi Gras. How tight this shirt fits because I wear the same shirt every year. And uh, if, if by the time I get home, I'm like, yeah, okay, this is, the, this is the year I need to exercise a bit more. But that's that's where I was yesterday. Did you costume or not? I'm not a costume guy. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll wear some interesting things, but I've never been I've never been a costume guy. Now, all right, let's talk about um, getting a ball out of out of Derek Carr's hands quicker. I understand the phrase, I know what it means, but what what does it look like? Is it in terms of giving him? more preparation when it comes to what he's looking at defensively, getting different offensive plays so that he can read it quicker and get the ball out of his hands quicker. Take me through that because it sounds good, but how do you actually make that happen? Yeah. So, you know, there's, you know, there's, you're talking about three step drop, five step drop, yeah. seven step drop. And that's just how many steps you take after receiving the ball. Under you center. don't take you seven. Know, that changes don't slightly that. if you're in the shotgun because, yeah. You know, that, that's kind of what you're talking about. There's really no three-step drop out of the shotgun. It's kind of just right. catch and throw. But that's really what it is. You know, the Saints last year didn't run a ton of three-step kind of quick passing game. And I think that's one of the things that will change a lot. That's something Clint Kubiak did a lot with the Vikings back in 2021. It's something the 49ers have done consistently a lot more than the Saints have the last few years. And Derek has been very effective on those on those plays. I think he's completed something like 70% of his passes on, the, on in the quick game. You know, and so a lot of that is scheme. A lot of that is you're giving him, you know, multiple front side reads, right, where you come out and you're looking at <laughs> that side of the field and, and you're making quick reads on that, and then you should have at least one read out the backside. So if neither of those reads are open, you can get to your backside read and then maybe a check down. But, you know, th- that's the big thing is, is you're scheming stuff so that he's not sitting there going through long progressions mm-hmm. as often. It makes, it's going to make life a lot easier on – the blocking because you're not really making adjustments for the blitz. The ball, the how you beat the blitz is you get the ball out, right? right? Like, and that's 
something that I've been frustrated with when, with Derek is last year when he was struggling, I think it was in large part because he was both holding the ball too long. And, and part of that is because the scheme is not helping him to not hold the ball too long because you have slower developing routes, you're calling too many shot plays, that sort of thing. So I think when you're talking about quick game, that's what it is. It's, it's, giving, it's, it's quick developing routes. It's giving guys chances to catch the ball and run a lot more often because that's something you just didn't see. There weren't a ton of yak yards. You didn't use the speed of Chris Olave or Rashid Shahid to your advantage nearly as often. I think that's the biggest difference. So you mentioned Chris Olave and the team never looks the same year to year with the same salary cap situation. How likely it, or what's the offense likely to look like with whom Clint Kubiak has to work as it comes to getting the ball out of Derek Carr's hands quicker, et cetera. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to look significantly different. I think your questions are on a guy like Mike Thomas, you know, he's technically under contract next year has obviously been some, uh, you know, discontentment there. Uh, I, I would expect them to move on. Um, they would have to. They need to do something with his contract prior to the start of the league year. Otherwise, these significant bonuses kick in that were always kind of there as kind of like a poison pill to make sure that something had to happen. Uh, so that's that's the only major change. Is I don't think you're going to have Mike Thomas around. You're you, you know they can clear that 83 million. It, it sounds like a crazy number. They can clear it without making any cuts. Um, you know, you might make a cut or two. That doesn't rule that out, but it won't be because of the cap that you make a cut. Um, so, you know, I'm not really worried about that. And then you look at guys like, you know, uh, a popular name has been Jawan Jennings. You saw him in the Super Bowl. He mm-hmm. threw that throwback pass to Christian McCaffrey. He made a few big catches. He's a nice, solid blocking wide receiver. And, you know, he's a restricted free agent. I would be surprised if the 49ers let him get out of town because they don't have to. They can tender him. Um, but I think a player like that, I want to see, you know, it's funny because they moved on from Traquan Smith. And one of the things that I thought the saints were missing throughout a lot of this season was just a, a solid outside blocking wide receiver. Cause you can look at Chris, Chris Olave and Rashid Jaheed and be very happy with what they're able to do on the field. But neither of those guys is really an asset as a blocker. They can, they, they, they battle, right. They can get out there, but you know, after years of having Mike Thomas on the outside, who one of his best skills that no one ever talked about was he's an elite blocking mm-hmm. wide receiver. And one of the ways you can do that is just being a big dude and neither Chris or Rashid is really that. So I think they do need to find an answer there. I think they got some good blocking out of Lynn Bowden. Um, is he the best option? That's a good question. But I do think if you're making an addition, one addition I want to see is a guy like Traquan who can stand up as a blocker. Cause they, I think they tried Keith Kirkwood in that role. He, he's solid. I just don't know if he was ever a difference maker in that regard. So that's really the one big difference that I think you're going to see is someone who can block at the wide receiver position that is also an asset. You don't want just a blocker at wide receiver. You need someone who can make plays as well. But that's something I think was missing from this offense. To revisit for a second, you talk about Taysom Hill and, and the San Francisco. I don't know, is he a fullback or not? What's his name? Juice? Kyle Juszczyk. Yep. Juszczyk, yeah. Is he, is he a fullback? And you're talking about – Moving Jason uh, Taysom Hill is some kind of fullback position, or what are you talking about there? You know, it's it's not so much about that. It's about having uh, you know variable positions on the field, right? So you know, you call it a fullback, but one of the reasons this, the, the fullback is so popular in the 49ers offense is because he does a lot of things. He's he's a very skilled player. He just lines up at fullback, and but he can also motion out. He can also go into the slot. He can also line up in line. Uh, so like that's why I think Taysom makes a lot of sense in terms of just being that kind of 
the, the player he is already, you're just, I think you use him in those compressed formations a little more like a fullback, not necessarily to have him be the lead blocker, but to have him lined up in the backfield more often. And I just think he gives you that, that flexibility. So when I look at the 49ers offense, I don't necessarily look at Debo Samuel to say, okay, this is how they can use Taysom because Debo's number wide receiver. I look at Kyle Juszczyk and how they move him around. And I think there's some, there's some lines you can, you can draw from, from that role to what Taysom might be doing in Clint's offense. Um, a lot more eye candy on, this, on a part of the Saints offense. Is that what Kubiak was doing in, Kansas, in uh, San Francisco as well? And I know on the other side of the ball, Kansas City was doing a lot of that. What about San Francisco? Oh, I mean, that's been a big thing with San Francisco for years, just these creative motions and different types of motion, not just sending one guy across the line to see if it's in man or zone. But, like, you'll see Christian McCaffrey line up in the backfield and then do these little bumper motions out wide so that he just creates an angle on a route. You know, just constantly different things that force the defense to maybe be out of where they need to be, right? Uh, and you just, I don't think you saw a lot of that this year. And when you did, it, it usually went wrong. Like if you go back to New England, you had all those false starts Well, and that's um, on the wide receivers. So, yeah, I think that's, that's definitely part of it for sure. And that's the other thing that I was wondering about is execution of it. Because if you could do all that, you got to know what you're doing, right? And uh, I guess that goes to discipline and maybe, maybe the way you practice and everything else. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see not so much how much Clint wants to incorporate but how much DA is open to just doing all these crazy things? Because, yes, if, they're, if you're trying to do all of these different things every week, then you're inevitably going to have mistakes. And one thing that I, any defensive coach is, is going to drive him nuts is just penalties because you're trying to get too fancy, right, on offense. Because as a defensive guy, you're like, that wouldn't work against me. Why are we even bothering? Mm-hmm. And I think there were at points this year where you kind of heard D.A. get a little annoyed because you would see, oh, they're trying to know this motion, and then the receivers mess up, and you have a penalty, and that sets back a drive. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see how those two coordinate. But uh, I, do, I do think that, yeah, you have to make sure that you can do the things that that you, 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 know, you have to make sure you can do your core principles, your core beliefs. You have to get everything down, all these training camp plays. And then you're maybe adding a couple wrinkles every week. But the, the base of your offense, you need to have down pat because you can't be, you can't be running these complex schemes if, you, if you're constantly getting penalties, pre-snap issues. So, yeah, that's going to be something uh, in training camp they need to really iron out because it's not something you've done before. So we talking about maybe using Taysom Hill in the Juzic role and then – uh, maybe using Alvin Kamara more like a McCaffrey? He definitely gives you that ability, right? Uh-huh. I think that's, you know, if you're Clint Kubiak coming in here and trying to figure out, okay, how can I use these pieces? Having an Alvin Kamara probably was very helpful in that regard. And then you have Kendra Miller, who I think can be a really solid kind of, uh, you know, change of pace to what you get in Alvin, which is a guy who is so skilled as a pass catcher and can do all these things. And one thing that's annoyed me, it's not, you know, it's not so much about using Alvin, you know, trying to replicate Christian McCaffrey. It's just using Alvin in the role he should have been in the last couple of years, which is just, you know, he can do all of these things, but his, his, his role in the offense this year was so basic. It was basically just, okay, he's a check down. He didn't run a ton of screens. I didn't, you never really saw him get out on screens the way you had in the past, you know? And, and so I just think it's, it's about being more creative. It's about, you know, modernizing things a little bit. And that's, there's nowhere better you can point to with that than Alvin, who it just seems like so much of the time in the last two years was just banging his head against the wall inside between the tackles. Uh, 
So, yeah, I, I think that's a big part of it. And, yeah, if you, need, if you were going around the NFL trying to say, okay, who can, we, who can we look at that can do the things that Christian McCaffrey can do so that we're not asking, you know, trying to jam a square peg into a round hole here, I think Alvin is, is probably that guy. There might be three or four running backs in the NFL that can, that can be as versatile as the Christian McCaffrey, and Alvin's one of them. And one question that pops up is, you know, that Derek Carr was trying to acclimate to a new offense last season, right, coming over from the Raiders, and that it, some people were saying it took about half a year, for, half a season for that to happen. Are we in that same position now with a new offense again? It's definitely a concern I have. Um, but the, the question is, how much of it was acclimating to a new offense and how much of it was acclimating to a new offense with all new playmakers? And I think there's, there's that element, and then there's also the health element that I think you can be at least a little more confident that with being on the same page as Chris Olave or Rashid Shahid and Alvin Kamara, the offensive line, right, all the, the tight ends position. You know, Juwan Johnson, I think they had a really slow start and they didn't really get on the same page necessarily until later in the year. So I think that's going to help in terms of you're acclimating to a new offense, but you're doing it with people that you're comfortable with, players that you played with for a long time, or, or at least a full season. Uh, so that's if, if I'm trying to find a way where you can say, okay, why won't this be as big of an issue this year and next year as it was this past season? It's because the familiarity with the playmakers is there. And at the end of the day, whatever offense you're running, it doesn't really matter how comfortable the quarterback is in it. He has to be comfortable throwing to the receivers. So that's why I'm hopeful that it'll be a much quicker turnaround this year, even though you're changing a lot of things on offense. That's a great point. We got to go. I respect you and your opinion. Got to ask you to take on the Super Bowl real quick. Oh, well, I mean, Pat Mahomes, man. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, boy, he's getting close to being the GOAT already, and he's only, what, 28, 29? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're in for a long, a long run of the Pat Mahomes uh, dynasty. It played out exactly, <laughs> exactly as I thought it would. The 49ers fans would be chocked full of hope, and then Mahomes is going to break their heart, and that's exactly what happened. <laughs> yep. So you think they got a shot at the three-peat? Oh, I mean, how could they not? It, this, I would say this was the worst Chiefs team they've had in this entire run, right? I mean, right. they got rid of Tyree Kill. They got rid of all these guys, and they're still doing it. So, yeah, of course they do. They're going to be the favorite. I think you're right. And and I, I also, it was the point you make about the Chiefs during the season, like, well, the Chiefs are not, the Chiefs are not, the Chiefs are not. Well, I'll be damned. They really are. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate your time. <laughs> Jeff Nowak, WWL Saints sideline reporter. Good luck with the sunburn. We'll talk to you again as we get closer to draft day. We're going to talk with Ali Cosell when we come back about the Pelicans. Editor-in-chief of the Bird Rights, 940, 20 till 10. Traffic now, WWL. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.